Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio podcast on KMP3. I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Websites recovery radio kmp3.com. And the books go to sarcasticbitbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me right now. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. I am Many years ago, I woke up daily with the obsession to drink. And it was hell on earth. And today, I did not wake up with the obsession to drink. I woke up with no desire to drink. And that is still astonishing to me. very grateful for that the desire to drink could could return to keep in fit spiritual condition that is it I do have a piping hot cup of coffee here it is the usual stuff Don Francisco's Hawaiian hazelnut mixed with some Trader Joe's French roast. It's really good. Anyways. On Monday nights, I get uh, a notice of how many of you are tuning into the show. And and um, man, it makes me so happy that you're here and that it's growing this is helping you, please pass it along to somebody. Anyways, enough about me. That's enough. Today I wanted to talk about freaking out. Freaking out, being stressed out. We'll just talk about being stressed out. Freaking out. Are you freaking out right now? Are you stressed out right now? I'll bet you anything and I know why. If all of my experience with myself means anything and checks out at all, I'm pretty sure I know why you're stressed out. Just because you have a plan, you have a picture of how it's supposed to be going, 
It's not going that way. All right? You have a picture of how it's supposed to look or how somebody's supposed to behave or how you're supposed to feel or how you're supposed to think or how you're supposed to act or how somebody else is supposed to do one of those things. And it's just not looking that way. If you're anything like me, I bet you anything. That's why you're stressed out. If you're stressed out, if you're freaking out, something has to happen. You know it. And it hasn't happened yet, or it might not, or it doesn't look like it's going to, or it's taking too long. Or something else happened instead. All right? Am I way off here? Maybe something did happen that wasn't supposed to happen. Now something's happening that you don't want to be happening. It shouldn't be happening. If my experience has any truth, <laughs> I'll bet you anything. That's why you're stressed out. You have a picture of how it's supposed to look, and it does not look like that. Something is supposed to be different in your mind. That's what the problem is. Maybe somebody's supposed to, maybe somebody's supposed to do something better than they're doing it. Maybe you're supposed to be doing something better than you're doing it. Maybe someone did something that you know is bad for them to do or wrong. Or whatever. Why do I think this is why you're stressed out? Because that's always why I'm why I'm stressed out. If I ever get stressed out, that's why. That's always why. Fact is, I don't know what anybody's supposed to do, or how it's supposed to look, or how it's supposed to go. And I have, I have come to a place in my own sobriety that I don't think about that like I did. Now, I, I know that what happens is not as important as how I respond to it, no matter what it is. How I respond to things is what matters, not what's happening. I know, but you can't let, just lay around and do nothing. I know. I'm, I make a ton of plans. I make them in pencil. I have my eraser handy. But I have, I'm very motivated, driven, passionate person with a fire in me to create and build and do things. And I am always working on a bunch of stuff. It's not about being passive. It's about coming to a conclusion as a result of my own experience that 
my job is fixed. It doesn't matter really what's happening. My job is fixed. It does not change. My job is to be a loving, mending, honest, um, presence. My job is to try to the best of my ability to do God's will. That's true when there is a pandemic. That's true when there is not a pandemic. That's true when the world's shut down, when it's open, when there's tragedy, when there's peace, when there's mass confusion and hysteria. When there's harmony, that's my job. That's always my job. I've had a lot of amazing plans <laughs> in my sobriety. Really, really spectacular, spiritually fit, rational, sound, reasonable plans that have not come close to working out. And as I sit here right now, I, I can say that I don't think anything's ever been better in my whole life. I wouldn't change a thing. Matter of fact, my plan did not involve talking to you right now. <laughs> I never had this as my plan. <laughs> this was not part of my plan. I had plans that were so much better that you and I would not even be spending this time together. I had plans that were so much better I never would have even met my wife. I never would have gotten as healthy as I am. My plans were so much better. I wouldn't have gotten sober. After a while, I came to see that and experience that. You know, like in a relationship, you don't just blindly trust someone. They earn your trust, or they should. And my relationship with God is like that too. God has earned my trust. It's not lip service. I actually trust God. God's earned my trust because of what I'm talking about. Because I have seen. I'll just read something from the book, actually. Check out this sweet action. Turn to a little page called, Why Are You Hounding Me? I'll find it. Slow down. Don't stress me out. I'm not a horse. You can just jump on and kick. Get off my back. It's on page 100. First full paragraph. They're talking about taking somebody through the program of action, the 12 steps. 
Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what is going on, no matter what your present circumstances, no matter what. Then say, follow the dictates of a higher power and you will live in a new and wonderful world if things are going your way or if things look the way you think they should look, no matter what your present circumstances. That's why I feel like I'm living in a new and wonderful world right now. Because I'm not attached to storylines and outcomes. I'll give you an example. My wife. I love my wife. I love her so much that I want her to be happy. My focus isn't on her staying with me and being a certain way and doing certain things. My focus is on trying to do what I think God would have me do, which is to create an environment and to maintain an environment that's her favorite environment to be in. I prefer that she stayed with me because she's my favorite person. But more than that, I want her to be happy. So that's my focus, not an outcome. My focus is on a behavior of mine. As opposed to the focus being on, well, this she's got to do this, or this has got to happen, or this has got to look this way. No. I have a job to do. There are no office hours. There are no breaks. I have a job. Step three says we have a new employer. And then it tells us what our job is. Her job is to fit ourselves to be of maximum helpfulness and service to God and everyone around us. That's that's my job. Turn to a little page called 59. The last step on that page. Step 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Not praying for things to go a certain way or look a certain way or be a certain way or people to do certain things. The magnificent thing that I have experienced is that as a result of taking these steps and staying on this course of vigorous action, my thinking has changed. And I'm not (sighs) 
in essence, that's it's. I just keep it super simple. I need a power greater than myself to stay sober. My job is not to stay sober. My job is to stay unblocked from that power. How do I unblock myself from that power? By the decision of step three, backed up with the spiritual Drano of steps four through nine, specifically. Stay unblocked. What blocks me? Resentments. What blocks me? Fear. Self-pity. Thinking I'm better than you. Thinking I'm worse than you. Playing God blocks me. So I stay unblocked by following and practicing the principles that are in the book and using the tools that are in the book that are so simple and a byproduct of staying unblocked aside from waking up with no desire to drink is that I really not fighting people. But what if someone's totally wrong, man? I love that. I've had this conversation literally thousands of times in my life. Usually around here is when somebody's like, I know, but it's if I'm leaving out like extreme examples or really difficult people or even, you know, just, I mean, I have learned that if I try as best I can to do what I think God would have me do and rely on God, I am able to match calamity with serenity. pretty amazing let's read a few uh, passages from more sarcastic daily meditations told you it's my favorite book but let's look at this week's readings shall we yesterday's reading in more sarcastic daily meditations was Maybe one day you'll attend a meeting that meets your personal standards and is good enough for you. That's funny. Today's is, no one in your life wishes you spent less time on your phone. <laughs> Tomorrow's is, only express the love you feel for people annually. <laughs> Thirteenth, we all have an endless amount of time, so we shouldn't put that much thought into how we spend it. Uh, that's funny. Anyways, I'm out of here. My agent during this this podcast, my agent's been blowing me up, just sending me all these contracts to sign. I'm doing a new thing. Um doing some European magazine cover. It's actually a print magazine. Um, it's called Perfect Bods with a Z. It's a sobriety edition. 
and I am on the cover um, on a surfboard lying on my side um, holding a glass of it's a Shirley Temple <laughs> uh, alright I'm just going to stop okay Have some silliness. If I don't make fun of myself and I don't make light of things, then I don't know what I do. Anyways, if anybody needs to hear it, I'll say everything's okay. Send me an email if you want to. Check out the websites. And uh, again, if this podcast is helping you, please tell somebody about it. Right. I don't know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same. Bye.